needs a little extra Lambo. Coming to you from the Palatial Podcast Studios, South Hill, Spokane, Washington. How is everybody doing today? We had a great podcast. We had a TikTok man call in. He is probably one of everybody's favorite creators because he's very components to his videos and an all-around good dude. We have on Adam Haddam 1.0, Adam H. Adam, Adam Haddam. He is also on Instagram at Adam underscore Paul 2.0. So go check him out on all of his content. We had a great conversation about the homeless issue because we brought up here in Spokane. We talked about Tacoma. You know, it's all over the state, but those were kind of just the two that really stand out to me. You can always bring up Seattle, blah, blah, blah. But we talked about um, we talked about the South Hill uh, Hope Camp Hope and them trying to remove that and what to do with them. We kind of got his his idea about it, and then because he's down in that Dallas Texas area, it's not quite a border town, but I'm sure they feel the effects of the of the illegal immigration that's coming across the border. So it's a it's a good perspective to, to have when. The 50 immigrants got sent to, um, got sent to the Martha's Vineyard up there, and them panicking and and crying that they need the help and assistance when thousands cross the border every day on the southern border. It's amazing. It's amazing that they what they say, and then their actions after that follow. And it's that none of them are ever the same. They're, they're, the words are different than the actions. You know when somebody's full of shit when their words do not match what their actions are. So that's a that's going to be a, a good learning situation for Martha's Vineyards to get their crap together and stop touting that they're all inclusive. Everybody's welcome at any time. We would do what we everything that we had to to make these people feel welcome. Meanwhile, they're being shipped there or they're being bussed there with a signed waiver for all you snowflakes out there. And then they ship them out the next day. Here's a bowl of cereal. Be on your way. That's what that's what the people of Martha's Vineyards did. So anyway, Adam had him. We had a great conversation. Um, he did a, a spectacular job helping me promote the Packing Patriot podcast on TikTok. He created a video for me. And then I turned around and did a play on the words that he had used. And uh, for, for today's video, or, or the, the, the pre-promotion for this podcast for him. So I'm going to play that real quick. Have you seen this man? He is guilty of talking. This guy right here, do you know him? If you see these guys, know they're dangerous. They talk talk a lot they talk about the constitution they talk about your rights we will not have that kind of talk around here your mom would wash your mouth out with soap if she heard you speak like this don't let them poison your mind they will not survive the wrath that i have to bring i'm gonna share the shit out of their stuff have you seen this man <laughs> it was a great video and it got lots of attention lots of shares plenty of likes to go around and it turned out really good. So my video today, you'll have to go check out my my TikTok, Lambo 4.0, I think is my newest account. I had to create another one because of video violations of 
of of one of them was one of them was packing patriot saying hey mr freedom stick is back online he's on instagram go find him and that got flagged as 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 extremist content that's how you know tiktok's corrupt this this shitty app <sighs> and then i had another one uh uh talking about the constitution and that got flagged as you know hate hate speech or some nonsense i don't know but we uh we're gonna battle through it and i'm gonna create another account and then i'm gonna create another account i'm gonna create another another account if you are a creator and you're listening to this podcast do not forget about three rows lawsuit against tiktok you can email him at suing tiktok at gmail.com I created a video promoting suing TikTok at at gmail.com and because I had originally duetted with three rows and then I created another video after that and that got taken down for hate speech. Suing TikTok at gmail.com. So go check that out. If you are a creator and you're tired of being silenced, shoot that email a message. Just say, hey, my name is Alexander Waldorf, Walderbean. And I am tired of TikTok silencing me. And that's all you got to do. And then they'll email back when they have uh, all the names collected and all of that good stuff. Um, One thing that you can do is all of your accounts. Take screenshots of your profile. Take screenshot of, of of it being banned. Take screenshots of all of the videos that have been silenced or taken down whatever you know the the violations are take a screenshot of that so that way you have proof of what is going on with your account i am on account number five you can find me on tiktok at at lambo 4.0 and you can find me on instagram at a little extra lambo or foodie lambo foodie lambo i think it's foodie lambo i don't use that one very much Except for when I post food, but I'm not really on on there to search. So, but get on get get on the extra Lambo, a little extra Lambo Instagram page. I always up- updating that with the show, the the show links as well as whatever videos I I use for the podcast to promote my next shows. So, I got some good ones coming out. Anyway, um, Adam Haddam, really creative guy. He is a he's a really good dude. Like I had said before, he's always helping other creators get uh, their new accounts out there to reach the masses. He does all that. He's you know he's just a good dude. So uh, like, follow, share, hit that notification bell for me. And when it comes to these social media accounts, share share as much as you can. Share everything that the other creators can make and. Uh, and you know hit their notification bells as well so without further ado i give you adam adam on air with us today we have from tiktok and pretty cool guy who does some you're you're very creative in your videos we have Adam Haddam. You can find him in Adam Haddam. Is it one or 1.0 on, on TikTok? 1.0. 1.0. Okay. I, I, we all go, we've been going through so many accounts. I can't keep up on everybody, but, but how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? 
Uh, you know, just working the grind, having uh, having a busy day at work, and one thing after another, and you know, now we're here. We're talking to you, so now I'm now I'm on my time off, but it feels like we're right next to each other. <laughs> well, it has been a busy day in the news cycle for sure. Yeah, you uh, you created a video today um about the the german pipeline and they're calling it sabotage and then we have other news that that uh you know russia and china ships are off the coast of alaska you want to kind of talk about that and elaborate on on what what inspired your your video well sure um i've actually been following this since august um I have, uh, this is my first video that I really put out there that went viral for news was about the, the coming together of Iran, China, and Russia. Uh, there was lots of re- little reports hidden away on the internet that, you know, I ran into that kind of put the story together for me. And we we're all, you know, still dealing with COVID and, and I was, I had plenty of time on my hands and, uh, that vi- video kind of went viral. So I've been following the kind of the conflict for a while and uh kind of saw this coming uh february obviously uh of earlier this year you know this was the second time actually that russia had gotten caught down there by these lines that uh, run the world's internet so uh, i've kind of been paying attention to that and then when this happened i was like okay well this is clear what's fixing to happen next you know um if, if, if because the one the one way to really hurt us is to shut off the internet. I mean, that shuts us down, even if it's for a day or two days or three days, it's complete chaos. And so that's, that's where, uh, my inspiration came from for this because I've kind of been watching it from the beginning for, for a long time now. It was one of the first videos I had actually where they took the sound out of the video so that you couldn't hear what I had to say. And then you reposted it. TikTok. No, I didn't actually repost it. It just, uh, I just took it. I literally just, you know, hit the video and kept it. Um, but I didn't, I didn't actually repost it. No. Okay. I have just literally been posting about that periodically since then, because, you know, I, I had like nine videos taken down. My story with TikTok is nine videos got taken down and I was fighting with them because I had, I, I wasn't from the TikTok world. I literally got on there just to kind of monitor my daughter and uh started putting my art videos up and then as i was watching i ran into some videos i was like yeah i have something to say about this stuff and so i did i made those videos and uh then they started taking my videos down so i just i I didn't know that this was a common practice so i was just fighting with them fighting with them fighting with them and then they uh they just kind of put my account into some kind of suspension where i would get almost no views i went from getting fifteen thousand, twenty thousand views on a video to getting 50. And so, uh, you know, I, uh, that's how I met Tony, uh, was through that was he made a video about my account being shadow banned. He contacted me and told me I should just reopen a new account and so on and so forth. And I did, and it, it did pretty well, but, uh, I've kind of been playing this content within that content of the other stuff that I put in, which is a lot of like uh, sarcasm and jokes and trying to actually hide from the algorithm. You know, to be able to promote people, I would make sarcastic videos or more kind of funny videos to try to offset the, you know, algorithm from blocking the videos. And it worked for a little bit, but eventually I just had to go open a new account and 
Now I'm on account. I'm only on account number three. Okay. Where a lot of people have been, because I, I fought. I mean, I just kept posting for over a year. I just kept posting. I don't even know how Sony found me. I just continued to post and go down that, that, uh, that same, same road until Tony, like, it was only what, six months ago, he had me open that other account. And then mysteriously, when that thing hit 10,200, they just <clears throat> killed the account. They literally just never didn't even have a violation on the account. I woke up, I, I posted a video about, uh, Newsom, uh, Gavin Newsom, you know, not, not, a, not a fan. And when I posted that video, you know, a couple hours later, I went to check and the account was banned. And I went directly through TikTok and through ByteDance, actually, to to fight with them. And uh, they still decided that it broke all the community guidelines and they were going to let it back up. So that's when I opened up Adam Haddam. You know, Isn't Adam Haddam. You know, it's insanity is what it is. It's, it's, it's dumb. I mean, it's only a matter of time when this all turns around. Because people are not going to put up with it forever. Yeah. Because you know they, they eat themselves, and as soon as they continue to, you know, as they go down this road, they, they are eventually going to turn on each other. So that's kind of what I've been counting on. But as far as you know, you know, foreign policy goes, we're we're in a lot of trouble. Very much so. Very much so. I appreciate you know the you were talking about you make sarcastic videos promoting, but you the video that you made for my podcast last week with Packing Patriot was was amazing. I hope I hope you got a you know a bunch of views for that and comments and all that good stuff. So hopefully that that took off for you and it, it got seen a lot. Well, it seems like the algorithm likes to push my political content more than they like to push my personal content. So when I post some of these videos to promote people, they seem to bury them almost. Um, but the algorithm changes over there quite a bit. There's a, a few places you can go and uh, Roger, Robert Benjamin, I believe his name is. He posts up on YouTube and he'll kind of give you the update when they change the algorithm. Right now, they've recently changed the algorithm. So some of the times when you get the dips in the views, it really has to do with the algorithm more than, you know, how they've gone in and tweaked it here and tweaked it there. And then you'll have a low on views. But uh, until the algorithm kind of, you pick it back up into the algorithm based on the content you're you're posting and the kind of tags they've chosen to use at that time. Where did you come from before, you know, before TikTok? You said you, you know, you came over to TikTok to, you know, watch your daughter, which that's kind of my story too. I wanted to see who was commenting on my daughter's videos and that's kind of how I started posting some fishing stuff. And you're, and you're completely right. Personal life stuff didn't really do that well. I'd get 10 views, 15 right. views on, you know, we'd be doing a, you know, posting some home run videos or, or, you know, softball, you know, videos or whatever. It just, and it just the, you know, cute stuff that the dog was doing and just nothing. But I make right. one, I make one video about COVID and I said, and I said, no, you're wrong. I said three words and I had over a hundred or I had 200 and 260,000 views on three words. And I said, Oh, so then I created another one. And then I went back to kind of posting some personal, you know, just everyday stuff. Didn't do well. It was snowing like crazy here. I posted that and I got maybe a hundred views, but I posted something political again and it took off. I said, okay, well that that's where we're at. And it is, that's where the interest is at. But I, you know, full disclosure, I've done content creation for 
uh, other types of sites for other people. And uh, if you're in a, a certain genre, you can still get views. Okay. It's not just for, you know, but it seems like they kind of hole in who you are. Based, I, and I'm sure it's the, 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 the app itself reads your phone some kind of how, you know, some kind of way. Uh, looks at your other social media and kind of pulls from everything because really before I was on TikTok, I was on Facebook and uh, I had actually opened a, you know, a page for I am 300 million, I'm an American. And I did that during the Obama time. You know, I, I was not a fan. I was a fan because I hated Bush and Cheney. And so uh, due to the war, you know, um, so when I got into, you know, politics, it was kind of at that time. And then, and then I was all pro Obama. And then within six months, you know, watching C-SPAN and, and what he would say and then versus what was actually happening and it wasn't matching up. And I was just blown away. And that's what actually drove me into politics. And so I was making memes and things like that about, you know, the Obama world. And, and it's funny, if you look back on that, you'll see some of the policies today uh, that's going on is just like Obama's policies. But this is almost like uh, Biden is if, uh, uh, if you took Bush and Cheney and Obama and they had a baby, they would have... Oh, they would have Biden, you know, because he mixed up the worst of both of those worlds and just he's just shit on America, if I can say that. So you wouldn't you wouldn't say it's Obama's third term. You would say it's a devil child of the of the last two administrations. I, I will not the last two because that, yeah, you know, Trump, yeah, yeah. I feel like Trump is truly is an out. He's an out outlier. He's not he's not in this group at all. And uh which was funny because initially when he ran, I didn't say, oh, yay, Trump, because I'd followed Trump for a long time because I've been in the real estate world. And I was like, you know, not that I didn't like Trump. It was just like, okay, politics is a different thing. But he really is an outlier. But he was a Democrat for as long as I can remember. And then in 2012, that changed. It seems like that was about the time it changed probably. when Obama came yeah, in after, after the first four years of Obama. Yeah. And he really didn't like Obama, but he did not. It was like they broke up around that time. You know, the, uh, that whole situation. Wasn't he on and, Oprah uh, saying if he was to ever run for, for anything political that he would run as a Republican? I don't know that he said he would run as a Republican, but I do remember him saying back way back when that he if, that he did he had no real interest in there, but that he would he would run if he if if America needed him. Now he said that way back when. Okay. Yeah, but I don't remember if he was saying he would run as a Republican or not. I'm not sure of that part of the statement. I, I just I've seen little clips and and uh, you know where people break them up in videos. And and I love the show The Apprentice. I, I don't oh. miss a don't didn't miss an episode. Watched every season. Love The Apprentice, and I was not yeah, a Trump fan. Mother. I was not a Trump <laughs> fan because I didn't want a game show host as my president. I I the the what he was saying. I agreed with what he was saying, but the attitude, the demeanor, the 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 cockiness, the kind of the vulgarness. I did not want as my president. And at least you knew what you were getting. You weren't going to get a guy that put on a good face and then took the cloak off once he got into the office. You knew what you were getting. So that I can tip my cap to and respect. But I was not a Trump fan when he was when he was first running. I voted for, for Ted Cruz. 
I went independent because okay. neither one of them was going to get my vote. Well, I'm, I, I would consider myself an independent, but I'm definitely a pro MAGA guy. Um, well, the thing was, with, how do I say this? With Trump, um, I didn't vote for him either. I voted for Gary Johnson uh, just because libertarian. I, just, I couldn't vote for any of these parties. And uh, Ted Cruz is a Republican, so I, I didn't, didn't vote for him. But um, not because I was against Republicans. I'm just, you know, I'm in Texas know a lot about Jeff Cruz and, you know, not really a huge fan, but I don't dislike him, just don't love him. Um, so I didn't vote for, for Trump the first time. I did definitely vote for him the second time. I, after any man that can go through what he went through for as long as he went through that and, and keep getting on and keep doing what he's doing and, and was able to even get anything done, is, has, just blows my mind. Because I, I've been aware for quite some time, and, and when you see something like that, it's like this guy is a leader. Uh, as far as his mouth and all that, you know, I'm from the sales world. I'm used to hearing people talk like him. That's how they all talk. If you're if you're from sales, real estate, uh, you know, I was in the car business when I was younger. Uh, you know, I, no matter what what I sold during my lifetime you're always going to run into that type of personality. So, and, and there's a lot of them and they're usually the leaders of the group. So uh, it really, it, none of that bothered me. I just was unsure about his ability coming from real estate and business to be able to run foreign policy. That was truly my, my issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I understand. I mean, the, the United States is, is a business in all practical terms. You're dealing with GDP. You're dealing with, are with a budget, you're dealing with multiple uh, factions of people and all of the, the problems that come in, in and out of that world. I was the, the biggest thing I had was just trying to manage all of the all of, of what we had going on and then you throw in you know all of the riots on top of it. How do you how do you simmer that down? You end up with all the other protests, then you end up with COVID. And, you know, what was Operation Warp Speed with the vaccine? You know, he had a lot on his plate. And to come out and our country still as strong as it was to now where we're at today to the two years later, you have to tip your cap to him on, on the job that he did. Well, I, I do, but I do feel like he was flawed in, in a major sense that he tried to trust too many people there. It's just like Pence never being investigated by the J6 committee. He's obviously a plant. Uh, you know, it's just like he, he let too many bad guys around him trying to, you know, play the game. And maybe that was part of what he had to do to get started. I don't know. You know, I haven't been in that position. But that if there was one flaw in him, that, that's what I'd have to say because everybody around him was against him. And, uh, you know, you saw that when, you know, January 6th happened. You know, he was immediately cut off you know, from everything and everybody and nobody was standing in his corner. The few that were, were just very few. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to have to, to watch your president get banned from social media. Yes. He was the president. And then them to say he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. There was something wrong with that. Just strictly on the fact that he's the president. And I've been alive for a long time. The president always knows everything. So this one time the president suddenly doesn't know shit. Yeah. Come on. You know, it was, it was ridiculous. Besides, we were watching the whole thing the night that all that happened, and, and we saw how it went. Well, Pat and, Patriot you know, was I, there. Yeah, no. He, he was I mean, there. If you were sitting on, but if you, 
if you were sitting on your couch at home watching that, you you and you were a Trump supporter, you were like, no, because this can't happen. Why would you do this right now? We were like 20 minutes from getting the ruling out. We, we, we were trying to, they were trying to fight it the right way. And before it came out of there, this whole thing happened. And it blew up into this massive nonsense uh, that they're pushing right now, the J6, that these are all an insurrection. You know, I don't know if they know, understand conservatives, but if they wanted an insurrection, they would have brought weapons. Oh, very much so. You know, I believe these, that as well. Yeah, there, there's no way that, that they were trying to take over the government. You know, uh, whoever these people were that were up there, maybe some of them, you know, got indoctrinated some kind of how to some whatever system. But the FBI seems to be playing a heavy, heavy role in almost every one of these conflicts and every one of these things that's happened. And so it's, it's hard to believe that they're not instigating and starting all of this at this point. You know, my, my J6 thing is I, I still don't believe anything that's said about J6. I mean, it, to me, it's, it's definitely was planned by Nancy Pelosi or the Pentagon, and she's a pawn in the game. But her and Miley having the conversation, all of this stuff, came, they, they, he literally talked to China. He's not, nothing's happening to him. Nothing's happening to any of these people. So it just, it, it lets you know that there's something going on. And, I mean, you don't have to be a Republican to see what's happening. You just have to have your eyes open. Yeah, to me, it seems like the only focus is on Trump. That's it. Well, every t- everything's about Trump. Even now, everything's about Trump. Everything's about the, the previous administration. The border problems, it, it, it's their fault. It, you know, everything was their fault. And the whole time, they fought him up on the wall. And now they're fixing the wall. You know, but it's a little too late. Yeah. Because we don't have the infrastructure nor the uh, resources to handle the influx of people that we had come in. I mean, I don't know how. We, we've got homeless people everywhere. And we're going to bring in people without homes or careers or a way to create, they're coming here for the opportunities. Well, what opportunities do we have to have when we have a jobless situation that's horrific? Uh, the stock market is obviously horrific, but money is, the, the inflation problem is going to create, it's, it's got so many layers to what's going on because you got to understand the reason the inflation is happening, they need the dollar to crash. That's the only way to deflate the debt. You can't, you, there's no way to soften that debt unless they deflate the money. So crashing the economy is good for the government. Inflation is good for the government. It's bad for the people. Where do you think all of the money that's being sent to Ukraine then, because that's adding to our inflation, where do you think all that money is going? Well, based on the people that we saw going out there when they're supposedly in the beginning of a war, and they think somebody's going to attack them, and there's some sending the president's wife. I mean, tell me you don't like your wife. But uh, what I'm saying is, she was there. Jill Biden was there. Uh, Pelosi shows up. Adam Schiff. Uh, they keep sending people there every time there's money. So it just feels like they're there to get their cut. Now, where the rest of the money's going, uh, you know, I'm hearing Zelensky's doing a lot of good things with it. Uh, you know, he's bought himself a house. I think he bought his mom a new place. <laughs> I'm just good, good I don't know. for him. I don't need to buy my mom a house, so that good for him. I'm glad he's able to do that. Yeah, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? I mean, it'd be nice if they would stop sending money everywhere else and start helping Americans. It's yeah. dumb to continue to do this. And anybody that's buying into this is where what we need to do. 
where are they hiding? What rock are they hiding? In? I mean, I, I don't understand where they're at. It, it makes no sense where they're coming from, the way they're looking at the world, and and how that in three years our world can completely become the upside down world, where everything that was wrong before is now right. It, none of this makes sense. This is obviously a giant psyop. I just I, I think it was every bit of this has been planned by the Pentagon. Why I don't know, but they're the only people that I think that are big enough to pull this off. They're the largest company in America. They have 300,000 employees and they have reach in all of these departments. From the DOJ to the military to, to the FBI, the CIA, Pentagon. It's going to be amazing to see how much corruption is in all of these alphabet agencies. Uh, well, you know, I wonder if we're ever going to know because it'll be all national security risk. It's like, it's like the Hunter Biden situation. I'm, I'm sure at the end of the day, they're screaming this is a, a, you know, a national security risk to have this actually come out. So I kind of feel like that's the direction they're going to take that eventually. You think we'll just get a bunch uh, of firings? Like we'll get a bunch of firings and not, I, not information. We'll just get the firings and they're on their way. They've, you know, here's a severance package. Here's, you know, get the fuck out of my office. What do you, what, what do you think happens? Well, they don't, they don't know, they're not giving this disclosure on even JFK, right? So no matter how many times they promise, they've never given full disclosure. I, I, don't, Biden, I don't know that I think Biden's involved in I don't that. think we're ever going to find What do you mean? Because they're still... JFK? Yeah, because, because they were going to open it up. And then they said, didn't they say something that there was still parties who were alive that it affects them? Well, who in Correct. government has been there that long when JFK was there? Well, the fact that you have to make that statement should say it all. Mm-hmm. It still affects them. <laughs> Did they break the law? Well, you know, that's it, it's, it's becoming, it's the same. That's why I'm not a party guy. That's why I'm an independent because I've seen, you know, I'm, I'm fixing to be 49 and I've, I've seen this go on forever. I mean, I've seen the, the goods of, you know, uh, Clinton when he was in and, you know, got the national deficit paid and so on and so forth. But then, then you had Ruby Ridge because he went hard on the guns. You know, so there's, there's, there's good and bad in all of these things and, and which side you're on or whatnot if you take a side. But this time, everything they're doing is designed to destroy us. I mean, they're hitting us on all, all ends from food to banking which is something that I follow because I've been involved in the real estate and mortgage industry for quite some time. So I follow, you know, financial news. And, and if you watch financial news, they kind of tell you everything because those guys are well informed. So they'll, they'll know what's going on even outside of the finance world because it's going to affect the finance world. And you continue, you've just seen it over and over again. Everything he's doing is hurting our country. Plus what investigations are they doing on the food plant? The FBI being involved in all these things. Hunter Biden's not in jail. Hillary Clinton's not in jail. Nobody's going to trial. Law and order has lost its place. And instead of screaming like, we need to revisit maybe changing some laws and revisit some of these crazy laws that are on the books, we're, we're yelling, Defund, defund the police. That's, that, that's insanity. But we should revisit the laws that are on the books. And maybe some... 
procedures with inside how a uh, you know department runs. But defund the police, that's dumb. How dumb do you have to be? Yeah. Well, we're dealing with that I mean, up here in Washington State, Oregon State. You know, the, the, the criminals run these towns. The police aren't able to do so. So here in Washington State, because of our, our dictator Inslee, if you have a traffic stop and then they decide they just want to speed away into traffic, you're not allowed to chase them. If there's any type of physical contact, the criminal is allowed to make the contact, not you. You do not have the right to self-defense in this state. So wow. the police and well, that's right. you did. Yeah, and I just created a video, or I didn't create a video. I, I, I screen recorded this video, but it was a plea from all of the sheriff's departments and city police departments to our government officials, to the citizens who are getting ready to, to elect these, these new officials, to help. We need your help. We need to be able to do our job to protect the citizens. And I hope that the last year and a half that people really see what these hands-off orders that were given, they're able to, you know, they, I hope that they see that what it has done to the communities and the crime rates that have skyrocketed, and they're able to reestablish what are your police department, your sheriff's department is there to do. Well, I live in Texas. We don't have problems like that here. No, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have no way to, you know, say I understand them because uh, here, uh, they, look, if somebody comes in your house here and you shoot them, you know, they're dead. Yep. And they're not really, there's not really much going to happen. I mean, there's some things, I mean, you obviously can't say the wrong thing, but, you know, you have protections in place here and uh, you're allowed to use your weapons. And that, uh, frankly, I believe most of the sheriff's office uh, promote, you know, protecting yourself because they can't get there in time and they know it. So, and that's also depending on where you're at, located at. But, you know, you got parole, you got, uh, patrol officers everywhere and uh, they, they um, in some places there's enough in some places there isn't you know and especially when you get towards downtown Dallas and some of the places in, in Dallas are pretty rough but I live out in the suburbs so we don't have much problems I live by the lake we don't really have that, that many problems out here but you know of course uh, you know people get found dead at the lake and whatnot but uh, that's part of being living by a lake but uh, as far as downtown uh, the crime down there is it's always significant and it seems almost like they do it to themselves on purpose they let all the drunks and the homeless people that they arrest the night before you know they get them all drained off everything and then they release them at two or three o'clock in the morning from the jail and so they hit downtown very early in the morning and so when you see these seven o'clock you know seven a.m robberies six a.m robberies it's all because of these people they're letting out of jail mental health in our country is really what's neglected and that's why we have so many homeless people on the streets um, is really due to us really not having an avenue to, ha to handle the mental health issue. Yeah, we have that. It's, and, it's terrible up here, the mental health aspect of, of, of the homelessness. And we have uh, here in Spokane, and uh, Tacoma has the same thing. They have, uh, they have a, I want to say it's a two-mile run of nothing but broken down rvs and camper trailers and it's in a nice part of town and they're just on the side of the road um here in spokane we had a place called camp hope which this place has been set up it's a three block squares radius 
So three, and they they filled it all with the homeless. They built their own housing. There's tents all over. Some people have fences to partition off their spot. But three city blocks of of this place is what is Camp Hope. Now, the city is fighting Washington State DOT on re- getting the people out of Camp Hope. It is driving, uh, you know, the the crime rate through the roof here in our area. The problem is, and this is my problem as well, is DOT didn't want them there. The city said they're fine there for a while, you know, and then we can disperse them because they have nowhere else to go. Then, we'll, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out. Well, then they kind of flip-flopped. Now the city wants them out, and DOT says, no, you have allowed them to stay here. W- w- where do you want them to go? And the and city's like, I don't know. That's your problem to figure out. You need to figure it out. I'm sure that there's more to it than how I'm explaining it, but it's a, it was amazing to see the flip-flop instead of just working out the problem. Well, neither one of them are going to work out the problem because the problem is mental health. But now you've got Correct. our sheriff getting involved to clear this area because it does need to get cleared. People down in this in this area are not safe. The homes in this area are not safe, and the business are get businesses are getting looted. But where do they go? That's that's the biggest question. Uh, I, I'm all for clearing the area. I'm all for doing what we have to for our homeless. But where do they go? Adam, I want to ask you kind of about your thoughts of what you would do with the homeless. But first, I want to talk about Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife. Downtown Spokane, go down, see Jacob and the staff, tell them Little Extra Lambo sent you, get those cold drinks, those well drinks, and then, of course, the all-famous Jello shots. Jacob and the staff, remember, tip your waiters. Well, it's not – I really uh... – when it comes to the homeless people, it's not really just where they go. It's, it's having a plan of action to get them out of the situation. And until there's a plan, it doesn't matter where you send them. They're eventually going to be a problem if you don't fix the problem. And, and that's what's happening is that, that they're, you just, there's not like, you can't just buy some land and go, okay, we're going to shove everybody that's homeless over here. And that's where you can go if you're homeless. If there's no plan to get them out of homelessness and to get them, to be more productive in society of society, then they're going to have to steal from society to survive. It's just part of, you know, how it works. If you can't get from earning, then you're going to have to get from taking. I believe and that's really the problem. So you need to create uh, a solid me- a mental health plan, to get them healthy mentally, have a, a, a system to, to put them into jobs and put them to work and to have housing assistance. And let that taper off as they don't need it. You know, that's it's, it's the only way because there's no fast approach to this. But you can't do what California's doing and spending billions of dollars and just billions and billions and billions of dollars in all reality and never fixing anything, just increasing the problem. Their tactics don't work because you got to have a plan to get them from being in this problem, from having the mental health issue to fixing that while making them productive and creating new habits. And until that happens, there is no fixing or placing these people anywhere. It's just it's just moving the problem from location to location. Yeah, and I think that was what they're trying to do now is they're trying to spread it out, and it, it involves the Catholic charities. 
the other thing that I had heard was they wanted to do something with tiny houses, move them into tiny houses to establish a living situation. But if they've never, if it's been a while or they've never had an actual home, how are they, how are you, how do you expect them to adapt to actually living in a home? And then what? Do they have a job that they just go to? Does that fix the mental health issue? Does that help the drug problem? Fentanyl, meth, um, I believe heroin, eh, don't quote me on that, but meth, uh, the fentanyl is huge up here. So how do you get them off of that stuff? You just want them to quit cold turkey when you move them into these tiny homes or you move them into the, the hotel with it for Catholic charities? It, it, there is no plan after that. It's just, let's just move them. We'll spread them out, but there's no plan. And, it, and majority of it's mental health, like you're saying. It's absolutely what it is. And, uh, you know, most of the drugs are what they turn to because they don't really have anybody to, to turn to. And because of their issues, they burn a lot of bridges that they didn't intentionally burn. It's just, it's part of the situation is accepting the situation for what it is instead of what you want it to be. And, and until the, the lawmakers decide that that's important, because right now they use it as a, to me, they use it as a way to make money to bring money into the system, to get taxpayer dollars pull over in, into this. And they really don't spend it well. You, you just said what a lot of people think of Catholic charities here is it's just about the money because there's a whole, there's a huge apartment complex that went up that was paid for by Catholic charities. These are supposed to be how it was sold to the city and how, or, yeah, to the city as well as the surrounding neighborhoods is these are transitional apartments. They come in, they transition, and then they move out. Uh, the The transition is three to, let's just say six months, something like that. I can't remember exactly what they had talked about, but they've lived there the entire time. They're collecting a paycheck from the state, and that's all Catholic Charities wanted. What you just said is what is what a lot of people believe is what's going on with these these apartment buildings. Well, it's kind of happening everywhere. It's not just there. It's, it's just become the political stance. Uh, I had a friend that worked with the homeless for a long time here in the city of Dallas. And so I had, I guess I spent about three or six months in the system there uh, trying to help. There's no real help. You know, we were able to pull a few people out, you know, just because of our independent efforts. But the, the help stops. When it comes to the politics, the help stops. They, they don't want to help you get these people through the program. They just want to get what they need to get the money. And that it happens over and over again. And, you know, it's unfortunately, it's part of the greed of our political system. That's one of my theories is if the only way to really fix our political system is to somehow pull the monetary value out of it. Because the type of people that are being brought into there are making policies to make themselves rich, not to actually enrich the American people. Do you think the yeah. do you think that the homeless situation around the country is the same close to the same as our border issue of people of of immigrants coming across the border illegally and then just or being you know being shipped across the country it, do, do you think that that's the same problem or are those two entirely different different issues I don't see, you know, uh, the one thing you could probably note is there's not a whole lot of homeless people that are Hispanic. 
I mean, think about the people it. Yeah. Coming in. You know, you I would at think least about, up here. You know, all these people come in. Right. Well, that's what I'm, and I'm in Texas and I can tell you, um, you know, honestly, I, I don't know when the last time I saw a Hispanic homeless person. And I live in Dallas, Texas. Now, I'm sure there are some. I'm not saying there aren't, but I haven't seen them. So, I don't, I, you know, the homeless situation seems to be a citizen problem. So, I don't really understand how they would correlate. Uh, you know, maybe the government's inaction on both subjects, you know, in an intelligent action. Uh, but I, I feel like Trump was doing it the right way. So I don't feel like it's a, it's necessarily a, a government problem as, as much as it is, is a Democrat ideology. You know, uh, you know, and I, and I honestly believe they just do this to get votes and they did it with no women. They, no women didn't really want to get involved in all that crap. And, you know, but the Democrats pushed it and women have the right to vote. Not that they shouldn't have a right. But they really weren't pushed into it at the, at the time. They really didn't care about it. It wasn't something that they did. It was, you know, something the men did. And so the fact that they, you know, they just, they keep trying to pull in voters. And then they play, you know, everybody in the Democrat Party, and I, and I say everybody, but I don't mean everybody, but the, the majority of the Democrat Party seems to be activist groups. You know, that's why they're always screaming. It's activist groups and lawyers. You're not wrong. Well, I mean, what activist groups are in the uh, Republican Party? What are they? NRA? (laughs) That's an activist group. (laughs) (laughs) I I never consider them as an activist group. I mean, Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're fighting for our gun rights. They're, they're loud when it comes, when it comes to that, you know, I, I don't believe the NRA now is, is what it used to be. I believe that they're more money motivated, but I'm not a part of them. I don't really understand, you know, exactly what they do, but (laughs) off the top of the, off the top of the hat, Bill, it was uh, the NRA on the the right. (laughs) I have to give you that one. That's, that's about, that's about the only one that I can think of. I'm sure there's little groups, but they're not loud. You're not seeing these people in the streets, burning down buildings, taking over cities, doing all the crap that we've seen done. Uh, it just blows my mind. And it seems like everybody forgets everything after just a few months. It's like, uh, do y'all not remember in January, they were still pushing vaccines. Like we all need to take these things. Y'all not remember that? No, no. It's, it's a short, it's a Twitter lifestyle. And a lot of people live that to where they're, they're on it for five minutes. And then after that, they're on to something else. Well, it's clear. Like when you, you know, as a content creator, you, you know, if you post something and you know, it could be, it could be very important, but if it's not currently an issue that people are into, then they'll just ignore it. Like it doesn't exist. And so will the algorithm for that. matter. Yeah. How many, you know, how many videos fit. are in your draft? That you're like, all right, I'm going to get to that, but I want, I need to, you know, do something specific for it, and then you forget about it, and you're like, well, that was two weeks ago. I can't post that now. It won't get any views. It wouldn't make any sense at this point, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, a lot of that when you're in the news, you know, doing the news, that's kind of how it works. Uh, you know, it's hot while it's hot, and it's not. You know, so it's I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me at all um, that they, they don't continue. What bothers me, though, is that the algorithm hides videos, you know, from me, you know, from my, I'm not getting to see videos or you're not being able to see my videos. So, you know, I did a uh, promotion today for Lily, 
uh, because, you know, she always didn't, her, you know, comments shut down or she yep. made a posting, you know, ban and whatnot. So she had another account open and I, you know, I go on to promote it. Well, this video gets almost no views and, and yet it, 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 it's performing well, but it's not getting views. So other videos though, when I do politics, like I said before, you know, I posted that video that you were talking about and within an hour it was at 5,000 views, but hers total was 230 views. You know, so anytime I'm out there doing something positive, it seems, it seems like the app does not really, you know, take that in consideration, you know, or the algorithm doesn't really see an interest on my page. Even if there's an interest out there in the TikTok world, they kind of hold my page into this one area. That seems how powerful the algorithm is. It just kind of puts you in a category, puts you in a box, and then, you know, the, more, the smaller your box gets, and the smaller they're able to make your box, the harder it is for people to find you as well. Yeah, correct, correct. You know, you start talking about, you know, the homeless situation. You start talking about immigration. You start talking about, you know, border towns. And you're you're just kind of shoved to the side. So you don't get oh, noticed. For sure. you, this information is not getting out there. Um, you know, when it came to, to the DeSantis and Abbott taking people from the border, putting them up into, um, uh, where they, where did they go? Martha's vineyard. Where, Martha's vineyard. yeah. What, what do you, what do you think of that situation? Uh, I really didn't think much about it until they started complaining about getting them, you know, uh, 50 people showing up. Really? <laughs> That's, I mean, thousands a day here, you know, in Texas. So, uh, to me, it was really petty what they did and the way they handled it was pretty petty. And, and they're typical of, uh, you know, I don't know, I've been around a lot of wealthy people and, and, and not to talk bad about all wealthy people, but it seems to be pretty common that, you know, they, and, and I think it's because they're kind of hidden from it. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't really have to touch on it much. So it, it, for them, it's feelings and it's not the reality of what you're dealing with. Do you believe that you know, it, and, was, and it was it publicized the in the right way to where now it does bring um, attention to the southern town, the southern states, and those border towns, or is it the news cycle well, only focused that, on one thing and then they let it go? Well, it's kind of sad that that had to be the way that it get it got done. Correct, that's, I agree. That's what I'm, I, I'm. I'm. I don't like. You know, the whole thing is, and especially the left. You know, they were calling all these guys. You know, they're using them as pawns and these people aren't pawns and look at the way they're doing. Well, what the hell are you doing? You've been doing it since day one in the office. You know, it's like you're bringing all these people in. You don't have a plan for them. You're harming them. You're harming us. And there's no real actionable plan to, to do anything. What, what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're losing jobs. We're not gaining jobs. I mean, that's the whole problem with this administration. They don't do anything that's smart. It's like they don't think through. They're just completely emotional. And I I understand wanting to help everybody. I do. I I really do. But you just can't. It's impossible. There's no way you can help everybody, especially the way we're going about it without a plan. I mean, you certainly can't do it. if If you do have a plan, you still can't help everybody. But if you don't have a plan, how are you going to help anyone? 
this this question I'm going to ask you, you're you're probably the the right guy to ask. I, I know I asked it to Michael Three Rows. I think I said it to Packing Patriot. To have this country stop fighting over everything, we need to get our pendulum back to the middle. Right now, we're extremely, if we have a pendulum going, we're extremely to the left, and then it just comes right back, and we're extremely to the right, and it'll just keep going. How do we get back down to the middle where we're talking, where we're agreeing, where we have an issue, and we're able to come up with a compromise for it? Will we ever get back to that point, or is it going to have to be a complete reset of our government to get to that point where we're in the middle? Well, I would have to say that we've gotten away from values and respect. Um, as an older person, I look back, you know, and I, and I think of how I behaved and you know, where I was wrong in life. And I'm just looking at everything that's going on now. And I, and I see the constant disrespect for people that have an opinion. I'm even seeing it from people on TikTok, you know, and on the right, you know, they want to shut people down. They want to, you know, not let people talk and have an opinion. And they start getting in this name calling match and it doesn't make any sense we're all fighting against censorship, not trying to create it. You know, it's, it doesn't, you know, we're just, we're fighting the wrong battles and we're fighting in the wrong way. That just seems to be what's happening all the way across the board. And then it, it, it feeds, it, it, it starts then growing from there and other people start getting involved and then you get distracted from our message of, of what we're trying to, you know, the points that we're trying to make, the information we're trying to get, because now people aren't going to listen to those videos. They're just going to scroll right past because they think it's just another bitch session. Well, it's also they don't have any respect for anybody's opinion, so it doesn't matter. And, and if you don't have any true values as a person, as a human, what, what are you going to do? I mean, you're going to get on there and call people names and fight and argue and say, you know, here, I'm just another person posting a video about this subject online. You know, that's, and sometimes, you know, it feels like that because we're posting stuff, you know, add something to it, you know, you know, bring awareness to something, you know, don't, don't just get on people's side. Don't just, you know, plow them into the ground because of their opinion. Have a discussion. You know, that's what responsible people do. But that is not what you see online. And that is not what you're seeing in America. So I don't know if there is a middle anymore because the indoctrination of the indoctrination of all of these children and it's been going on for a long time to have their values slowly slip into these little areas of weirdness that just literally don't make any sense to us it, it just it's going to be really hard to um unbrainwash them i don't, I don't know how, how do you say that uh, you know they're it's almost like they've been brainwashing how are you going to bring them out of that mental cleansing We'll make a word yeah, up. Yeah, I get to. Well, you know, and you, and, and I don't, and I'm not, this isn't a, a jab at any particular religion or anything like that, but you see this in religions too. Once some people, some people have an opinion, they fight with each other about it. They don't try to grow from it. So you're always, you're, it's almost every part of our system is set up that I'm right and you're wrong. And so at any point, no matter whether it's religion, government, uh, race, which seems to be the dumbest argument of all, uh, nobody can get on the same page on the same ideology because they're fighting for their own opinion and their own thoughts. And how are you ever supposed to come in the middle when you can't agree on who God is 
and what God is. And you can't agree into uh, on what's right and what's wrong. Hell, we can't agree on what our pronouns are, what a gender is. We can't, I mean, it's, it's insanity. And, and most of these are just little seeds that have been planted over time. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I, I don't know how, you, I don't know how you bring it back to the middle. Uh, cause our history teaches us the only way to get back to the middle is for everybody to suffer loss. That's what we've done throughout history. Once everybody suffered enough loss, finally the, somebody's named the bad guy and they go down and we write history the way we want to. And then that's how we move forward. And right now, you know, that's, I don't think if we, if this country suffers that kind of loss, I don't think we're in control of our country anymore. I have to say, I don't think anybody's in control of their country right now. This is, this is not just an American problem. I, I mean, I really would like to say, Hey, we're, we're being attacked. It's for us. Oh, last and last, but it's happening all over the world. This is a globalism problem. These are globalists that are doing this. There's no, there's no other explanation. So to why this would be happening everywhere. It's not, you know, what do you say? Dutch farmers don't grow. I mean, what, what do you mean don't grow? We're talking about people not having food. You would think as a country, they'd be like, hey, grow all you can. We're going to feed the world. Yep. Let's make some money. You know, you're not seeing any of that. Is it? When you see the world completely turned upside down from what reality is, you just kind of look at it and go, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't mean to say it that way, but I don't know. You're just like, I, I can't believe this is happening. You're almost just like, can this really be occurring? I never, when I thought when I was younger, I was like, oh, I can't wait till 2020. We'll have flying cars and, you know, we'll be able to communicate through devices that we wear on our wrists. Well, half of that's true. <laughs> Maybe actually the flying cars are kind of true too, but it's not what we're worried about. Now we're worried about whether we have America or not, whether we have freedom to speak. Yeah. What, what's our I mean, dollar going to be? Speak? What's our dollar going to look like in a couple of years? Well, I've been watching this for a long time because I was in the finance business, and I can tell you that the uh, that ain't looking good. I mean, we we we're not. There's I, I don't know how you. Uh, as soon as he was talking about like when Biden was talking about, hey, we're going to get off the petro. No, we're going to get off the petro. We're not going to have oil. We're going to go clean energy. I'm like, well, our entire money system is based on the fact that OPEC trades our money and gold for oil. Now, they did include the euros a few years back, you know, back in about 2000, maybe 10 or so. But really, that was only for a short while. But it doesn't work, you know, if we're not, if we don't have a value set to our dollar. When they took it off the gold value and then put it in the fiat currency, it's really based off that fact that they can only trade for that. That's why it's a reserve currency. You can only trade oil for American dollars and gold. Now, you have China and Russia, and I believe there's about a, a hundred co- countries altogether that have come up with this agreement that they'll just trade in, in um, Russian uh, rubles and uh, the yuan, you know, China yuan. So I don't know how this is going to end up for America, but we no longer are the only reserve currency anyway. We're just one of the reserve currencies. That by itself hurts. But then our system is based off debt. Right, our entire monetary system is based off debt. Yep. So your dollar is just a debt dollar. The bonds, well, the bonds market's not doing well. It's not healthy. None of our markets are healthy right now. 
So there's no, there's no way that they're going to pull this off. You know what? They would have to raise the interest rates in order to pay off $31 trillion. Somebody said 12%. I mean, that was a number that had floated out there. Well, do you, you remember the 70s when the rates were in the 20s? I, I was not alive in the 70s. <laughs> uh, well, I was born in 73. I, I wasn't alive either, but I kind of studied the history of it. <laughs> I was alive, but not, not, not uh, aware. Uh, yeah, but the, the rates were extremely high. 12%, no, that, that's not going to pay off the debt. There's no way. It's just not enough money. It's just not. There's the amount of money that it would take. It's $31 trillion. How are you going to pay that off? If it was a trillion a year with no interest, that's 31 years. Yeah. I'll be dead. So my entire lifetime will be spent paying off this, but they're not stopping now. You know, that's the whole thing is that there's no reason to stop. Mm-hmm. My question is how they're going to implement the digital money. You know, that's, uh, I've heard a lot about it. It's supposed to transpire in December. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to go down though. Um, there's no clear picture. I see it as a lot of cash being removed from our system right now. From our savings accounts, our bank accounts, our retirement funds. I see a lot of that cash is being pulled and used and then being sent to Ukraine, sent to China, sent to wherever else. Whatever these bills are that aren't accounted for that we have written to other other projects that our country has not all that money is being used but yet we're still having floating money out there going into other people's pockets the rich are getting rich the rich are getting very very rich yeah i as i see it and then when we go cash well they are it's not just it's not just the way you're seeing it it actually happened uh during the uh pandemic quote unquote that was the biggest transfer of wealth we've had in history. Period. It's measurable. There's plenty of videos out there about it. That was how, I mean, that was used as a way to transfer money. I want to discuss something. I have, I have something that I'd like to bring up. Go for uh, it. Specifically about uh, Donald Trump. He has said he is, he wants the death penalty for drug dealers. And the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, when I was 15 or 16 years old, my buddy John selling weed out of his house, you know, uh, thinking, oh, this guy's going to go to jail. Or now, now I'm thinking, that, no, now he's going to get killed because he's a drug dealer. But the pharmaceutical companies have killed so many more people than the drug dealers have ever killed. I mean, there's something like four and a half million people uh, die annually across the world from, you know, medical malpractice. Was he meaning like oh, real kingpins, real? I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. When you say, see, this, this is the problem. Anytime the government brings something in, it doesn't matter how he meant it and how he brings it in. It's how it's interpreted later or how somebody expands on it. And I just would hate to see a bunch of poor kids that are broke trying to find a way out of their, their neighborhood. Uh, and I'm not, not for people selling drugs. That's not what I'm talking about. Correct. Correct. I, I'm, I'm just, I just don't want him to die because he's desperate. Because if he had other opportunities, he would most likely take them. That's the, you know, people don't wake up one day and go, Oh way. I can't wait to be a drug dealer. No, that's the opportunities they see around them. And that's who the people they see that have money and could do things. 
they're out there fronting and all that kind of stuff. You know, it was like that in the eighties anyway. So in the nineties. So I, I just, the way I see it is that this is, this is not a reason to kill somebody when you got pharmaceutical companies that are actually manufacturing these drugs that are killing the people. Huh. And then, you know, you have the doctors that are prescribing the drugs. I've had two of my relatives die from mixed medications from the doctors mixing up their own medications. My grandmother my passed away from it. And so did my cousin, uh, both from doctors messing up their medications, you know, prescribing something that counteracted with something they were already on. And it's the adverse reactions from those medications. Well, now you exactly. need to have this medication to go along with it. Pharmaceutical companies don't make money on healthy, healthy customers. Exactly. Look, I'm 49 years old and I'm in great shape. I work out four days a week. I take my vitamins. You know, uh, I had COVID. I had COVID for about three. I had it for 14 days, but three days it kind of whooped me. And then I was fine. Yep. Um, you know, and I really just slept and sweated a whole lot. And then I came out of it just fine. I never took the vaccine and I pitched to everybody I knew that to not take the vaccine. My mom's a nurse. She was also don't take the vaccine. You know, none of the thing my, my wife also teaches at a college veterinary and technology. So none of the things that they were saying really lined up with what we understood about medicine. And my, my wife teaches it. It's kind of like, mm, um, you guys are lying to us. You know, none of this makes any sense. And so we didn't take the shot and we were fine. But vitamin D, why didn't they pitch that? Why did they tell us ivermectin was bad? And what we did was make our own, uh, I, I'm, I'm a butcher the word, uh, hydrochloroquine. Yep. How do you say that? Sound, sound, uh, sounded I, uh, right to me. <laughs> all right, good. Uh, my son actually made me that. And uh, that's what I started taking day one. And I was good in three days. My wife started taking it. And she was good within 48 hours. My son still hasn't gotten COVID. He took care of us the whole time. He never took the shot. And uh, my daughter finally had COVID about two weeks ago. You know, so prior to that, you know, none of us took the shots. My son's still a pure blood, as they call him. So I don't know that everything that they were telling us about COVID was actual, factual. And as a matter of fact, I know it wasn't. Even during the time, and I knew it wasn't. And then I had my mom, plus there was like Pixie um, was telling us. There was a lot of people out there pitching, you know. A lot of the nurses out there just screaming, don't take this stuff. But they, they would get their videos deleted. I'd go to show my wife and the video would be gone. Yeah, I started screen recording everything because of that. My phone was okay. full of videos because I just screen recorded it because you'd go back to watch it. And this is in Facebook. This is on Twitter. This is on, on TikTok, Instagram. You'd, you would just like it or save it or do whatever you did. And then it was gone. So I just started screen recording everything. That's what you had to do. Well, you know, TikTok is uh, is just an example of what they're doing everywhere. I, I know that the news has been going after TikTok real hard. But it's clear to me, you know, based on everything I'm seeing uh, myself that I see on TikTok, that they just don't want us talking to each other. So they're bringing it up like it, it's like the, the Chinese have all this information. The Chinese have been able to buy our information since Facebook's inception. 
I've been able to buy information from Facebook and everyone else for leads since their inception. That's what they do. They sell leads. They, they help you advertise. So it's just dumb to think that that's going to change. That that's different. You think that they can't buy the same shit from Facebook will sell China anything they want. I've got a political leader, a political face, a political figurehead that had really high expectations that I want to ask you about. But first, I want to bring up my buddy, my pal, my co-host of the Hotcast One Radio podcast, Albert Garza, and his new batting cages in-house sports. Get down there, get them on Facebook, shoot them a message, schedule a time to get your one-on-one hitting, one-on-one pitching and fielding work. Remember, in-house sports batting cages. One, um, is, and I, I, let's just make this the last political question right here. You're in Texas, and I was gonna I was gonna bring this up earlier, and then we kind of migrated from there. What do you think of a guy? And and I was a huge fan of. What do you think of a guy like Dan Crenshaw, who is a Texas guy? He was a military guy, saying all the right things, got elected. What do you, what are you, what is your perspective of a guy like Dan Crenshaw? I was a fan, and now I believe he's a rhino. That's really my perspective. From what I've seen, he really, you know, he. <laughs> You know, he's young, he's doing what he can for votes. You know, he's he's in that bubble over there. So, uh, you know, I feel like that Dan has kind of flipped the script. I don't really feel like he's on the side of uh, the MAGA Republicans. And I think he will easily slide over there if it benefited, if he thought it did. Do you believe so I don't he feel like he's, he's like a Libra. He's on a, you know. What do you mean? Um, God, who was I talking to? I don't remember who I was talking to, but they put it like this. You're, you're, you're having lunches, you're having meet and greets, you're having, you know, you're, you're shaking hands, kissing babies, you're doing all that stuff that you're supposed to do. You're out there talking to the people. What if he was introduced to the wrong people, not knowing the situation, and then it started to get used against you? Like I can ruin your career by telling people that you were with these people and now you're going to do this for me, so that way that doesn't get out. Do you think he was hijacked a little bit with what he because, – because I believe he, he, he made a 360 or a 180 turn on on how he was even talking to the press, on how he was voting on, on certain 100%. things. 100%. And he was 100%. just he – he just turned on a dime. Like he got involved in something that I don't think he planned to, and now he's not saying anything, you know, anything about it. It was just a complete attitude change. Uh, I would say you said it best. It was a 180. He just completely flipped the script. And that's what, that, that sends all the uh, alarms off. You know, it's, it's obviously that that's, that he's a rhino. I mean, he was whatever they got on him. And I think that's the way the, the political world kind of works. And if nothing's proven as that, it's the Epstein, Epstein deal, right? If they all have dirt on each other. If they, have, they don't have dirt, it's actually real dirt, they'll create a scenario that they can placate that dirt on. It's like everybody that's on that list and went to Epstein Island probably didn't 
further to do what they say that they did, right? But enough of them did, and enough of them probably got put in situations where they were compromised. And I feel like that that's where they're all sitting. There's very few of those people that they don't have. And, and then kind of proof of that's the Matt Gates deal. You know, they, they went after him hardcore, started calling him, you know, all kinds of things. I, I'll leave those words out of this conversation. But they sit there and they, they were accusing him of all of that, uh, those crimes. And then it became a big hoax, you know, because he stood up to him. But I bet a lot of people don't stand up to him. Correct. I bet a lot of people fold. And that, to me, kind of shows the, the way of the world when you're in politics. You know, if they don't have something on you, they're going to develop something on you. And they're going to, and if you don't have a big enough testicle to stand up on your two feet and face them head on, and maybe you can't, you know, and that might have been his situation. I don't know. But I can tell you that I was a supporter, just like you said. I was a supporter, and then I went the other way. Because I feel like he's been compromised. You almost have to become a hermit when you become when you when you get into politics. You you do your meet and greets. You make sure you stay in front of the ca- the camera. And as soon as that camera shuts off, you're in your car and you're at home. You almost have to. Exactly. You almost have to live two separate lives so that way you don't get into those situations. Your conversations need to be brief. They need to be recorded. They need to be you know, whatever to keep you safe, do your voting, do your meet and greets, get home. Exactly. It makes it make sense when you say it like that, because if you look at Hollywood, there was a lot of people in Hollywood that never got caught up in the tabloids and never were involved in all those things. And they just kind of were always out of the eye of Hollywood until they did a movie. And they weren't participating in all these things parties or whatever. So, and they lasted forever, but they also weren't, you know, up front and center and they lived their own little private lives. You know, so it just seems like that that's the only, you're right. The only way to get away from it is not to be, not actually play in the pond. Just come, just go fishing. Don't stay there playing. And, And then you go to the, the other side of that though, is you go to speak out against what you have seen or what you were pressured into what situations that you were in. And now you're going to start blowing the whistle. You end up dead. There's been the, the, the Senator from Indiana, the uh, house. God, what state is she in Pennsylvania? I believe her and her husband ended up dead. You've got guys like Chester Bennington, Paul Walker, um, Chris Cornell, they were all getting ready to turn in, you know, movies. The, the, the other actress, uh, who was married to, uh, De- Ellen DeGeneres, she was getting ready to do a, do a video on, on pedophilia. She ends up dead. All of these actors and, and musicians ended up dead because they started speaking out against the system, against everything that's going Correct. on. So, you know, maybe Dan doesn't want that for his family and all these other politicians that's, and that's exactly my point that's my point is he if he is compromised how can you vote for him how can you keep him in the position he's in if he's been compromised it's that's the problem with somebody that's compromised it's not that they're not a, they're a bad person or whatnot it, none of that matters it's, it's, you know you got to have the integrity to stand against this stuff especially if you're not guilty but if you got some you know muddy waters in your past you might not stand up and so you just got to assume that if you're not willing to stand, 
on your own two feet, especially in the political. I mean, look at the Bidens. Look what they're able to get away with. They're standing on their two feet and just taking it. And, and we know they're guilty, but nothing's happening. You know, so you got you got to just stand up and you got to be able to take the blows. You got to you know do it. Pull the Matt Gates, the guy that stood up to every one of them. Matt, does, how about DeSantis? DeSantis, oh, I like DeSantis is throwing punches right back at these people. And it, I mean, oh, and, man, and, you man. know, he's if you a, have the a... conversation that we just had about about Dan, maybe he's got skeletons in his closet he doesn't want out, or maybe you know, introduced to the wrong people. Okay. Maybe DeSantis doesn't have that, and he's like, "No, fuck you guys. You can say whatever you want. I will throw it right back at you." Well, I am a fan. I can tell you that. There's no doubt in my mind whether he would be, and that's the kind of the thing where I am with Donald Trump. I, I, it's not that I don't support Donald Trump and I don't like every bit of the foundation he, he tried to lay. I, what I have a problem with at this point is his age. I don't want to run into the problem that we're having with Biden with Trump. It's just going to make these waters more muddy. Correct. We need some, we need young blood. We need the younger group in there. We need, we need some leaders, some real leaders like DeSantis that, that can, that's in touch enough to be able to fight back on, on a level that doesn't make him look bad. You know, but they're going to attack him too. Don't don't get me wrong. They're going to blast him every which way but loose. But it doesn't matter because he gets to stand on the the crown of truth, and that's that's all he needs. You know, the, right. these other guys will. At the end of the day, the truth is going to is going to set you free, right? So there's no way the Democrats keep this going. There's no way this continues to go down this road. Uh, but again, that has nothing to do with what's happened on the the foreign policy and the things with China, Russia and Ukraine. And now, you know, Iran, Pakistan, India, Saudi Arabia, they're all on the same team. They've, they've actually developed a coalition against NATO. So, you know, yep. it's, uh, the bricks. that's where we're kind of sitting with that. So other than that, you know, uh, you know, internally, this is, we've got some real issues and I don't know how to, how to fix them because DeSantis is saying he's not going to run. Uh, you know, that's where he was so far, but he couldn't make the announcement anyway. But he, he kind of said he's going to stick with Florida, and I hope he changes his mind. And I'm sorry to all the people from Florida that we need your governor. Lily's going, no, he's my governor. <laughs> yeah. But that also, when I say that, I also doesn't mean that I think Trump should be out of the political picture. I, I, think, I think the business side of Trump needs to be present. It's just, it's, he's always been good at business. And he's always been willing to go the extra mile to make sure things go the way he wants them. So uh, I don't care whether you like what he says or how he says them. He is able to get things done. And he does it in spite of all the hate that he receives. And so that should tell you something. Sometimes you don't have to, you know, you don't always like your boss, but your boss sometimes is right. That's why he's your boss. (laughs) So you just, sometimes they're jerks. Sometimes they tell you things you don't want to hear. But at the end of the day, he, uh, I, I don't think anything he said was wrong. Just like the grabbing the, you know, whatever. Uh, my whole thought process when they said, you know, when he had that conversation, I, I was like, well, that's not untrue. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just, you know, if people, as long as I can remember, you know, we all wanted to be rich because the girls wanted us to be rich. You know, so it's, uh, you know, have money, give you stability and so on and so forth, right? Amen. So that was from the, the generation we came from. That was the way that people thought. So for him to say that in a private conversation with a bunch of guys talking crap, 
you know, it, it's not surprising to me. And I didn't take offense to it all. I don't think anybody really should. Because uh, I've heard plenty of that kind of talk out of plenty of people's mouths that you probably wouldn't expect it from. You know, so it's it, to me that that was so trivial. Uh, it was really one of the dumbest things that they thought about. Yeah. You know, throughout this whole process. The last thing I want to say on, on this subject is I, I remember, you know, Trump got voted out, Biden was in. And I remember saying, I hope, you know, I hope Trump doesn't come back because we, of, of the, the riots that we had and the instability that we had and everything that was going on. And now I've, I'm, I see how bad of a shape our country is in. I see, I see no, I, I don't see a, a clean way out of it. So why don't we bring Trump back, vote him back in, expose all of the corruption, whatever needs to be done, go through the hurt, go through the pain. Like you had said, we've got to get, you know, we've got to go through some pain to get that pendulum to get back to the middle. Maybe this is supposed to happen exposing everything that needs to be exposed going after the evil that's in this country because right now i mean like freedom stick has said we don't have republicans democrats we have traitors and patriots and it's in both parties don't 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 kid yourself that there are every democrats bad or every republicans bad it's it's in both parties and we need to clean house and and expose everything that has gone on and i'm not going to ask you about q (laughs) Because that's, that's I'm, I just don't want to go there yet. I'm actually I have a I have a show booked with a guy. He's a Q guy. That mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about Q, and he's gonna inform me and and teach me about these numbers and all of that stuff. So uh, hopefully it's a good okay. podcast. But I'm I'm not gonna bring up Q with with, with you. Thank you. But <laughs> I don't really have much to offer. But it's you know, I don't really have much to offer. I, 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 I want him if we're gonna light this candle, let's burn this shit down. And and expose everything and get everything out in the open. Nine eleven. I wanna know what happened nine eleven. I wanna know. Oh, I think we all wanna know what happened nine eleven, but and you know the conspiracy theories around that have been going on forever. The first film, Loose Change, uh, it, it's really, you know, it, it definitely had a lot of questions to what happened on 9-11. Where were you at My on that day? Uh, man, I was driving to work. Uh, I was a finance manager at a car dealership, and uh, I drove into work. I was listening to the radio, and there was, you know, there was a, like a gag, uh, it, kind of the early version of a podcast. Two guys having a conversation. Call, you know, prank calling people, you know, saying crazy things online on, on the radio. And so I was kind of listening to that, and they said a plane hit a building, uh, hit one of the trade centers. And I, and I was just like, whatever, you know, I thought it was a big joke. And I pull up in the dealership, I walk in, the, you know, going towards my office, and my office is right next to the conference room. And so I knew, you know, managers' meetings were on Monday, and it was Tuesday, and I didn't expect to see anybody in the conference room, but it was filled with people. And I'm like, what's going on in here? And I walked in and everybody's crying. And right as I looked up at the screen, that second plane hit the building. And that was like, oh my God, we're under attack. And uh, from that point forward, you know, everything just kind of blank after that. It was a wow moment. 
for me. I mean, it's, uh, I would say if I was asleep until then, I mean, I've been aware, but not, I was literally asleep until then. That changed my entire perspective of politics and why it meant something. And, you know, what, what a, a real terrorist was, uh, you know, I, that's why when they're calling these J6 guys terror, I mean, and we're being called magnet people are being called uh, extremists. I mean, are you kidding me? We know what an extremist extremist is, you know, we, we saw it happen, you know, so I, I don't know. I just, 9-11 was a, it was definitely my, uh, I would say it's my political awake, awakening. I was and then when I got to 2008. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was mm. in college, and and you know we watched. Uh, my story is Monday Night Football had happened the night before. Ed McCaffrey broke his leg. I wanted to watch the play because I never got to see the play. I wanted to see the play of how he got hurt. And right as it right as the play started, special report came across. So I mean, it, if you want to listen to my story, go back to the last two podcasts. But the the it didn't it didn't hit me like it did probably did you because I wasn't in that I, I was in you know trying to date girls and drink beer and play baseball that was my life and right. it didn't really it didn't hit me until years later then I had I created friends or made friends that they believed that it was an inside job and I never wanted to go there I never wanted to believe that how could our government do that so that is exactly. something that I'm, that is a hurdle that I'm trying to jump over right now is to, I'm, I'm definitely looking into it, definitely researching it, doing everything that I need to, to understand, but it's not looking good for me. <laughs> well, the, the problem is like Tony hit on the, uh, the Pentagon, the Pentagon was very questionable because if you were listening to the news that day, there was a guy they interviewed that said that he saw a missile fly over his head. So, you know, I saw the, I saw the news report. I was watching it, you know? So it's like, it's, I can't find it. I've looked for it, but I can't find it. But there was definitely a guy that said that. And so you, you see that. And then you see some of the videos that you see from the beginning, there was no debris on the lawn. And then all of a sudden there was debris on the lawn, you know? So there was just a lot of questions. And then when, you know, obviously towers, uh, building seven went down, it didn't make a lot of sense. Now, there's always people out there with an explanation to tell you that you're an idiot, but it, it, it still doesn't make any sense. And not from, you know, the life that I've lived. I haven't seen crazy things like that before where you hit something over here and something falls over there. It doesn't happen. And as far as the videos, though, uh, man, uh, being a guy that has a degree in animation and has spent a lot of time with software uh, for making film and whatnot, um, there is... I, I'm going to there's not a video out there that you're going to be able to trust. Uh, I'm, I'm just, if that's, you're going to be your source of information, the, the, the videos you see, it's, uh, unless you're willing to spend the money to pull them apart, it's going to be really hard to determine what's real and what's not because I can create everything that I see online myself. I don't need any help from anybody. I could, if I was just a guy in my basement, I could make this happen relatively easy. Now, some of it's frame by frame. I was just going to say that. Do it. <laughs> I, I, it, I mean, it's just how much time you have. Well, yeah, that's just how much time that you have. Uh, do you want to spend on it? And if you're trying to get a lot of views on YouTube, you know, five, six, ten years ago, 
uh, for sure that, you know, making a video like that would have definitely uh, made you, uh, your video go viral. And so what is it to edit, you know, a couple of thousand frames? Nothing. If you're getting what you want out of it. So I just don't, uh, I just don't think you're going to get it from video evidence now. Not, you know, not, not, it's how would you verify it? Yeah. What are you verifying it against? The problem yeah, is that's a, well, you can take it and have it ripped apart and they can tell you if it's built in layers or not. But at the end of the day, by the time you go through all the videos and that's if you can get your hand on the original. Well, I was just <laughs> going to say uh, that, like today, uh, and I was telling pack and Patriot this, that today you're not going to get away. You're not going to get away with that of, of it. Is this fake? Is this real? Because everybody's got a cell phone. They're all going to have it pointed in the air. They're all going to be watching it you know, recording it live as it happens, but we're not able to see the security footage around the towers. Every, every oh, no. video camera that was there, they've pulled those tapes. Well, that's exactly why you believe that there's a conspiracy because, uh, it's not, it's not the information that they provide It's what that they take away is in every case, you know, they don't have this, they don't have that. They don't have this, they don't have that, but yet people, you know, or saying this happened, you know, so uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that they, that's how the Democrats work. That's how our government works. Not just Democrats. It seems like Republicans too, is they just omit information and don't let you have access to this. And then they scream national security or, uh, or it's a problem with the case. If you see it, you know, can't release this to the public and hopefully in three to six months, they'll just forget about it. Yeah. That's what they're banking on. Let, it, exactly. let us, let us know, let us know. Just tell us what happened, and I you might get people with their, with their jaws on the ground going, what? Well, see, I think this could be like Pearl Harbor is my personal opinion. Like, they knew that it was going to happen, and they let it happen. It seems like that seems to be the case for the government as well, as they seem to let things just happen that they know it's going to happen. They don't try to stop them if it fits what they need to, to do or what they're trying to get accomplished, if they can work it in. And they'll let it fly. I mean, that's what happened in uh, what was it, uh, Pearl Harbor, right? Uh, I was going to say Operation Northwood is the same thing. They completely fabricated trying to pin a wartime scenario on Cuba, and they had this whole thing written out. And it, to me, it sounds a lot like like Pearl Harbor and how they how they got attacked, but. Operation Northwood, if anybody wants to go look at that, it's all online. All the all the paperwork is there on how and they broke it down hour by hour of what needed to happen and what order completely broke down. And it I'm reading this going, no way. And it's all it's all legit. It's all online. It's all it's all available for everybody to see. Operation Northwood. So going back, you saying that Pearl Harbor was they knew about it. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, they did not. I mean, that's the consensus now <laughs> that they knew about it. It seems like they were involved. I believe, uh, wasn't there like a bunch of sailors or a ship they sank with a bunch of our sailors on it to get the people involved in World War One? That I don't know. I believe that's, I don't, public, I don't I believe that's public information as well. It just seems like this is, seems to be the way that the government works. If they need, if they need to you know, inspire support, if you will. They will create a situation or allow a situation to occur that will create the support that they need. 
that just seems to be the way that they do it. I don't know. Which is kind of why opinion, a personal observation. Which is kind of why I think that they're waiting. They keep poking the bear for the for the Republican side, for them to start attacking with guns. So then they can create martial law, so they can do whatever they need to do to get our guns from us. They're they're poking the bear, wanting us to do something. And in, I agree. I, I hope that we don't. We we get to November. I don't believe we're going to have an election, but I I we need to get to November. Whatever is going to happen, do not start anything now. Hold off until after November. Uh, out, get to these elections, and then if we need to pick up arms after the elections, then we'll do what we have to do. But do not do it beforehand, because then we will we will ruin any chances we have of of getting this country back online. Just like you said, the the election is trying to avoid it is real funny how we're having this conflict with China and Russia at the same time, right at this time. We suddenly had some pipeline issues, right? <laughs> Today, right? Right? Today. This is all before the election. We need to create a, a massive problem in order for that to happen and or for people just to be scared to make, to, to change the current leadership. You know, I feel like that's part of the motivation of these guys, so... I, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anything. Nothing happens just accidentally. <laughs> that that might just be me being jaded, but that's where I'm at. I don't I I if I hear something online, you post something because of this is happening, I'm going to go online and I'm going to figure out how many sources is reporting this. Somebody says something, exactly. some Q post of this happened and that led to this and this. I'm going to go through and I'm going to break each of those things down to just to confirm that it happened. And at, at right. this point, I don't trust anybody. Well, as far as the Q thing goes, the only thing I'm disappointed about the Q folks is their attack on Kramer. And, and, I'm, and I'm saying this is openly now, but I don't get attacked by this. But just when they went after Kramer because of his opinion, well, aren't we all fighting for our own opinions? So why are we going to punish for somebody for having an opinion? It, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. If you're going to have an opinion and you feel like you should be heard, why not let Kramer be heard and have his opinion? Just like anybody else, if their opinion's wrong, then they get to suffer being wrong later. That's how that, that's how that works. Yeah. So it, it doesn't make sense. And so if I had anything to say to anybody in the Q movement, it's like, take it easy, guys. We're all friends. We're all on the same page. We want the same thing. Well, I think there was a lot of back and forth. And then they both kind of got too far involved. So then it's like, all right, well, now I'm really going to prove my point that I'm right. And then, no, I'm right. And then Kramer's right. And they got too far involved in it instead of saying, hey, look, we're on the same path. We're on the same, you know, we're on the same road. We just might be on the different sides of the road. But we're still both trying to get to the same objective. And that's what was lost, that, was the mission, not the tacticals behind it. Well, it's back to what you said. Will we ever get to the middle? I don't think we will. We can't get in the not middle of our find. own party. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't get on the, yeah, you can't all get on the same page, have the same values, have the same thought process, and stay consistent with your values throughout your feelings. That's, that's what's very important about removing your feelings from where your values are. You know, your values can't just be based in feeling. And then they need to be based in, in, in reality. Because nobody wants to see people be victims or suffer. 
you know, for the most part. I, I have a question about our government these days. I don't think they actually care. I think they look at us as like pawns. You know, we're all sacrificable. What's what's twenty thousand people for the greater good, right? Uh, Klaus Schwab That's said we're we're useless mouth mouth breathers, mouth eaters. <laughs> Something, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So, I mean, that's what yeah, our, I our administration guy. believes as well. They're, they're, they don't care about yeah. us. And before the pandemic, I'd never even heard of that guy. And I've been around the conspiracy world for a hell of a long time. And to, to just see that guy, you know, uh, what, what the heck? It just all of a sudden shows up and he's going to change the world. And then you start looking into who these people are and, the WEF and, and everybody involved, and it's just mind blowing. It's just mind blowing how many people are involved in that organization. Yeah, well, and how and he just seemed to come out of nowhere, but everybody knows who he is. That's a, again into the cabal <laughs> and the deep state. You know, how do you ignore when somebody just comes out of nowhere and changes and and, and apparently is changing the world and how it operates. Because everything he talked about in that first speech I saw is happening, including we're just going to have to get used to an angry world for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, this is who, and where did, it's like Obama. Honestly, Obama just came out of nowhere as well. Yeah, no, correct. And then he was Soros back, right? Sounds, so, sounds like I'm going to have to have you on again, and, and then we'll start going down those rabbit holes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Adam, thank you again for coming on to the show. One of the final things I want to bring up in closing is my favorite part of your page. When I scroll down, I always check out these videos. But first, I want to talk about Real Vantage Real Estate. My buddy, Josh McDonald, and his partner, Lauren Rathmussen, bringing in Real Vantage Real Estate, your home buying and home selling needs all in one spot. Check them out on Facebook as well as Instagram. Real Vantage Real Estate. The the it's last a... thing that I want to ask you about, oh. and it is it's one of the main reasons why I love your pages, and I hope that you can you can uh, post more of it. But it is your art creations. You had said you were in uh, computer graphics before, not computer graphics. Um, what did animation. you what, animation? And and yeah. then you do these these awesome drawings. Where did you start? How how young were you when you started? Because I turned I turned my daughter on to what 32. you had drawn, and and she loved it. So where did you start? How did you start? And 30, kind of 36. what is your purpose with it? <laughs> Thirty six. That's how old I was. I had never drawn before. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, in school, I you know little sketch here, a little sketch there, but just for whatever class I had, they wanted me to do something. And I was always, I'm an extrovert. I'm an athlete. I was busy doing things like that. I never had the patience to sit down and do anything like that before. And then when everything blew up in 2008, uh, you know, I had a real estate company and a mortgage company at the time. I had to close them down, obviously. Uh, just everything was frozen forever and nothing was going to move and went broke trying to keep things going. So, uh, you know, that's how it went. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? So I, uh, my wife being in education, I was like, well, I'm going to go back to college, get an education of something new, you know, see what else can, what else I can learn. And that's, uh, when I went in for animation. And so I went into my class and my instructor's like, 
I took this 3D modeling class thinking <laughs> it was going to be like toothpicks and foam and we were going to build these, uh, you know, building complexes. Like that was my brain set because I came from real estate that that was what we were going to be doing in 3D modeling. I got there and all of a sudden I'm using a computer and we have to draw it from the ground with your hand and then you have to draw and, and then put it into into the art world and so you can make it into a living art, which is the animation. <clears throat> well, uh, I told mine, I said, I can bring you some stick figures, but I don't know how to draw. He goes, well, you put some effort into it, I won't count it against you, no matter how bad your drawings are. And so I went home, took my time with it, and I came back to class, and it was the best drawing in the classroom. Wow. And I was like, whoa. And it was just an eye. Okay. <laughs> really, it was just an eye. So uh, that's how it all started. And, um, yeah, I, and that's how, that's how I, I, and I was 36. And I'm, like I said, I'll be 49 mid-October. So I, um, I just, I really didn't. I really never saw myself as an artist at all, but for some reason, when I go to do the type of art that I'm doing, I go into like, uh, with, the, with lack of a better word, I get complete focus. And I have ADHD, so I get complete focus uh, when I'm doing that. And I'll sit there for 12, 16 hours without taking a break. And it's very hard work. Um, it's not because of what I do. Every one of those pictures you've seen, with the exception of one or maybe two, we're drawn with an eraser. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, the thing that actually, and I made a video about it, it on my other account, uh, the Adam underscore Paul. If you, on that account, you'll see that way down in the videos, I actually made a video where I kind of explained what happened. My, my instructor said, I want you to, instead of trying to draw the line and all the shadows, I want you to draw the line. Black it out. Take the charcoal and black it out and then draw the light. And that's what I did. And for some reason, when I started drawing the light, it just, it just worked. It's, it's like addition I, I by subtraction. Explain. Right. And then as far as animation goes, I was doing all those 3D uh, pictures you see um, on there were animations that I, I built. I 3D modeled all of those. I built and composited the themes. And then uh, back in 2000, I guess, 11, uh, 2010, 2011, I was working on a political show. Uh, I was going to call it The Hill at the time, and that's why I have a lot of those Obama and Clinton. I even have drones and Eric, (laughs) was it, uh, what's that, the old uh, attorney general guy? Uh, Um, I don't remember his name, but. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, and then then Anthony Weiner and the Trayvon Martin deal and all of that. I just had all that. Uh, all that animated, including Alice Jones. That's how far he goes back into that world. Had him being chased down by drones because <laughs> Obama and, and Clinton were running from the Republicans. It was a whole show. Like, okay. Uh, making fun of the whole situation. Uh, so that's that's kind of why I have all that kind of artwork. Is, you know, I, I, I actually 3D modeled all of those people and just because I wanted to learn how to be. I, was, I graduated with honors because I... I took it to another level. Uh, you know, when you go to school late in life, uh, a lot of the younger people just don't put any effort in. And as an older person that wasn't involved in all the crap that they are involved with day to day, I was able to put a lot of effort in and, and come up with some pretty good stuff. The people seem like, and coming from a zero art background, before two years of that, three years of that, I've never done any of that kind of stuff. I, now I'm uh, a 
create content and I can do animation. Um, I'm a Photoshop expert. I'm, uh, do just about anything i'm definitely jealous of of what you can do because i'm not i'm not equipped with that at all i i went i wish i would have gone to school for the passion that i had of architecture i love buildings i love seeing the different designs and how things are put together and you know i I grew up on tetris and you've got to put things together a certain way to make things fit and how do i draw this line to make it tie into this line and make it look clean you know all that i loved architecture so i thought when i went to college i'm just going to go take a architecture you know a class because every college has to have that right and no it wasn't it wasn't like that at all and i was and i was kind of confused well i'm here to play baseball anyway you know i'll 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 transfer to the next school and 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 then i'll take architecture there and it just never happened i never got to do that chase my dream of that although i was chasing my dream of playing baseball but i didn't get to do that part so um i'm very jealous of what of what you were were able to do and, and and accomplish well i appreciate that uh I never really looked at it as an accomplishment. It was just something that I was like, it was a discovery uh, for me. Uh, that's that, It was self-discovery. That's what college was for me. It was more like finding out, even at that you know, late age, that I had other talents other than just talking. <laughs> you know, just all I did was talk up to then. You know? So that's, uh, it was nice to be able to create something from nothing. Well, I, I appreciate your drawings. Um, I appreciate you coming onto the show and we got, uh, we got well more than an hour and a half of conversation here and, and, uh, just thankful you were able to come on and, and we'll figure out how to, how to promote this and get people onto your page to, uh, to take a look at this artwork that you've done. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I really do. Thank you very much. And to all the patriots out there, y'all keep up the good spot because, uh, that's, it's us. It's our voice that's making the difference. And I am seeing the tides turn with people. So just keep the fight up. Don't don't give up. Stop quitting. Just open your new account and just keep fighting. And if I see you out there, I will promote you. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Your you have all of your other accounts. Do you have anything business wise you want to promote? Any any you know, anything that you want to promote? No, no, not me. I'm, I'm, uh, don't really have anything to promote other than just keep up the fight. You know, I, I promote all the creators, any creators that I see that go through any trouble. I try to, I try to help everybody out as much as I can. Um, it's, that's, that's really what I do with this. Um, now I don't use any of the social media for my business stuff. I, I feel like it's kind of, I want to keep them separate. Yeah. No, I understand. You know, I don't, I don't, I, yeah. So I just keep all my business stuff separate. So, but I really, uh, y'all actually see a lot more of my stuff than you think you do. <laughs> you just don't know that I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, my big secret, <laughs> but uh, I do help other, uh, types of creators out that I have nothing to do with politics and I've helped them grow their accounts and whatnot. You know, that's so I, I kind of learned the algorithms and I learned how to post, when to post, what to post. And it, it really helped me getting shadow banned actually helped me discover a lot about TikTok and, you know, all these other uh, social media sites and how their algorithms work and, and they are constantly changing. So, like I said before, if some of y'all's videos slow down, it's usually just the algorithm will switch here and there. 
you think you might have gotten shadow banned, but trust me, you'll know when you're shadow banned because you'll only get 50, 40 views no matter how big your audience is. So, yeah. yeah, if it doesn't look like it makes sense, you're probably in that realm. So, uh, if you yeah, are on sure. TikTok, Adam 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 H Adam 1.0, uh, follow him. Great content, and like you had said, you're always there to help out other creators. Um, you have your secondary account, or did that one get pulled? No, it's still there. It's just it's shadow ban. That's how I, so I put. I'm the king of shadow ban land. <laughs> That, that that account is is I mean literally sixteen thousand people on that account, and I think that it'll get maybe three hundred views on a video if it's there for six weeks or so. Gotcha. And I and I think a lot of us are like that too. We get to that fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand, but we get stale. So it's like you you almost need to start a new account to get everything back, and you know you understand that with the algorithm as well. So I think it's also they send a lot of bots to your account. You know, if, if you get a lot of bots on your account, I think that's part of what happens. Uh, the bots go in there and when they start showing the videos, your videos, they're hitting those bots accounts, which aren't reacting. They're pretending to be a person, but they're not actually reacting to your content because it's not controversial enough or, or whatnot. So you end up showing your stuff to a bunch of bots and then your stuff doesn't actually get shown out because it can't pass the algorithm at the algorithm because the first you know, 500 people they sent it to, you know, 50% of them were bots. And I think that happens a lot more than not, you know. So make sure you clean your accounts. Yeah, and I'm terrible <laughs> at that. I've had this conversation a couple different times today just because of the new account that I just opened up, uh, Lambo 4.0. Yeah. And that's what they say. You got you to gotta get in there and you've got to clean these bots out. My thing is how do I know who's a bot or not? <laughs> if it's a weird number combination, I, I believe that that's obviously a bot. I'm going to, I can get rid of those, but I'm horrible at going through and seeing who's following me and then, and then removing them. Just, I got, I got, I got some stuff going on. Just send them a question. Just have like a standard question you send and just send them a question and they'll either give you an awkward response. It doesn't really much make any sense. If they start talking to you and, you know, whatnot, then they're probably a person. If they don't respond at all, then they're probably not a person. Okay. I'll try that. That's what, that's what, kind of what I figured out from the boss, you know, but that's definitely, they're definitely a problem with our account. So I, that just keep them clean. Also, if you go out and remove the TikToker uh, part, if you go to TikToker and remove those people that you follow that are getting their accounts are banned, it also helps your account to not have that all tagged in there. Yeah. Well, sir, Thank you for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, we're going to get this out on Friday, and and uh, it's going to be a great show. So thank you again for coming on. All right. Thanks, Lambo. Adam Haddam, thank you again for coming on. Adam Haddam 1.0 or Adam underscore Paul 2.0, whichever one you want to go by. Your alter ego, your alias. Thank you for coming on to the show. That was a great conversation. Um, we're going to have to have you back on. We're going to finish up uh, – finish up that topic we were talking about earlier and so i guess we'll have to have you on a little teaser a little teaser there so it's good to have you on sir stay safe down there in texas um we know that florida is getting hit with a hurricane and you know we've got some other tragedies going on we've we just uh, found out that the bank of england is having to reprioritize some banking assets and that does not look good uh, we have China off of the 
Alaskan coast with Russian ships. We have a blown a blown uh, gas line, the Nord Stream 2 over there in the Baltic Sea that had some sabotage to it. We've got some stuff going on. We've got we've got Russia, China, some other uh, countries that are doing some training down in Latin America. We've got the Venezuelan jail prisoners coming across the southern border or on their way to the southern border. We've got Venezuelan gangs that are already here in the United States. We have some fuckery going on. And it and you need to keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Get your head out of the sand, people. You have to wake up and see what is going on. You have to. It's going to take all of us to keep this country afloat. It's going to take all of us to take this country back. So please, wake up your neighbors if you have to. Don't waste time on them if they're going to fight you about the what is actually going on. But do your best. Do your diligent work waking people up. And we'll get through this. We will get through this. We will prosper when we're done. And this country will be better off for it. Do not give up hope. Stay in your lane. Stay focused. And when your time is is come, when your time comes to be called upon, be ready. Be ready. Right now is what you can do is stack up on your food storage. You can stack up on your weapons and your ammo. You can stock up on your water storage and make sure that you have your family prepared with everything that they're going to need if we happen to go silent for two months. Go dark for two months. Make sure you have plenty of heating, plenty of blankets, plenty of medicines. Make sure you're make sure you're ready. Get Go back to my previous episode about the dollar store. Dollar store is always packed right now. They're always stocked up. So get in there. Get the stuff that you need. I believe it was episode 55, somewhere in there. So... Uh, dollar store episode um yeah i mean I, ca- I can't say i can't say enough i can't say you know i guess i could keep talking but this stuff i've already said i'm i'm not gonna come out and say i told you so but i think at this point democrats need to hold their head really low hold your head really low of what's going on you voted for this this is what you're bringing on our country just sabotaged the 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 gas line over in the in the Bering Sea or the Baltic Sea, I'm sorry. Our country did that. Our country did that. Joe said he was going to do it. The other lady that's on there, she said that we were going to do it. And then we happened to be doing military um exercises in that area above the exact spot where where it happened. We're poking the bear, folks. We're poking the bear. And then, then today you have the Russian, uh, the Russian government telling the embassy that they need to clear the Americans out of this country right now, because things are not going to go their way if they stay. So that happened as well. You know, you know, stuff going on. So until next time, though, this has been a little extra Lambo. Remember, like, share, hit that notification bell, leave me a five star review. Check me out on TikTok, Lambo 4.0. I think uh, Patriot Lambo 3.0 is still up for right now. So follow both of them. Follow my content. Like those. Share them. And then a little extra Lambo on Facebook. Peace! Peace!